A Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with the news and information you need tonight. Our top local story on this Thursday, February 2nd, the Missouri Department of Health says recreational marijuana goes on sale tomorrow. That's when the agency begins approving requests from medical cannabis stores to convert to adult-use recreational dispensaries. Nearly all the marijuana businesses applied for the change. Approximately 90% of our, our currently operating dispensaries have a a very good chance of being approved tomorrow. Lisa Cox with the Missouri Department of Health. A bill to require a 60% majority to change the state constitution, as was done with the cannabis measure, was given final passage by the Missouri House today. Speaker Pro Tem Mike Henderson countered arguments. The bill is a threat to democracy, as opponents have claimed. It only puts on the ballot the information that we have, changing constitutional amendments to 60%, and it allows the voters of Missouri to decide if they think we should change that threshold. The bill must still be approved in the Senate, then signed by the governor before being placed on the August 2024 ballot. The closure of Jana Elementary School in Florissant over radioactive contamination concerns has reached the halls of Congress. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri grilled the U.S. Energy Secretary today about delays in addressing the issue, only to be told there are jurisdictional questions. Hawley was then assured by Energy Committee Chairman Joe Manchin. If we need to do something legislatively, we're, we're going to do we it. We have to do it. He can't cannot do that, what you just asked him. We can and we must and we should do it as quickly as possible. If you put your staff with Sam Fowler, we'll have it ready for you immediately. The school was shut down after privately funded testing found radioactive contamination inside Jana buildings. A 77-year-old Troy, Illinois woman with dementia was found dead in the cold outside of her nursing home after family members say she wandered out in the middle of the night and nobody noticed. It happened Tuesday morning at the Aspen Creek Nursing Home in Troy, Illinois. Temperatures in Troy around 16 degrees. Her niece says 77-year-old Kathleen Kinkle walked out of the building at 2 and nobody noticed her missing until breakfast at 8. Why didn't somebody find her? Why didn't someone hear the alarm and go um, go after her or notice her missing for over six hours? Autopsy results are pending. Troy police say there was no sign of foul play. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. KMOX reached out to the Aspen Creek Nursing Home for comment. A woman identifying herself as the executive director told us they are, quote, not able to comment until the investigation is complete. What's the fastest growing immigrant population in the St. Louis region? It's people born in India. Ness Sandoval, head of SLU's sociology program, says Mexico and China are next, followed by a shrinking Bosnian population. So this was a one-time migration flow into the region. The population has aged or dying Some have returned back to their home country. The immigration boom is most intense in the I-270 suburbs, Maryland Heights, Chesterfield. But the region isn't attracting the coveted young Latino population. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. Dr. Keisha Scarlett takes over as the new superintendent of St. Louis Public Schools in July, but she's already planning her first 100 days and beyond. Scarlett says valuing teachers as essential workers is a top priority. I value the safety that they need in order to um, be able to do their role and the resources that they need as well. And so I'm looking forward to um, engaging with them, to exploring and um, also empowering them to really own their profession and to really help support the outcomes that we're looking for students in St. 
Lewis. Scarlett says she brings with her from Seattle a vision that a public school education is a gateway to unlimited possibility. A well-known post-dispatch cartoonist has died. The newspaper announced Albert Schweitzer Jr. died this week at age 101. He was known for drawing the iconic Weatherbird cartoon on the front page from 1955 to 1986. Now, as long-lived as Schweitzer was, his Weatherbird cartoonist predecessor, Amadi Walschlager, lived to be 102. Dan Martin is currently the cartoon's artist. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Local artist Phil Jarvis says he likes to leave a little bit of himself in all of his artwork. I do put my little profile because I have this pointed beard, so it's, it's an easy profile to recognize. And I hide that in pretty much all the murals I do someplace. So yeah. it's like kind of fine Waldo sort of thing. Jarvis created the new version of the iconic Budweiser Clydesdales and Beer Wagon that's being hung on the brewery at 55 and Arsenal this week. And Jarvis you can, says you can see him in the 12 by 100 foot sign. I, I put myself driving the vehicle, so... Really? Yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> so cool. The old sign had been on the building since 1968. Jarvis says he thought the brewery would try to save the old sign and sell parts as souvenirs, but he says they were just, quote, trashing it as it came down off the wall. The KMOX business desk, the king of beers, is teasing spots for the big game. But why is it Every year, companies like Anheuser-Busch try to outdo their previous commercials for the Super Bowl. How about Kevin Bacon doing your spot? Famous for movies and his six degrees of separation. They say all people are six degrees of separation away from each other. But some are just a six-pack away. It briefly features the Clydesdales and a DJ donning a St. Louis Cardinals cap. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. As we continue on KMOX, there could be lines outside marijuana stores in Missouri tomorrow. The state says it'll begin approving dispensaries' requests tomorrow for comprehensive or combined adult use and medical licenses. We're joined now by Lisa Cox of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Thanks for being with us. Oh, yes. Thanks for having me. So what, what is actually happening tomorrow uh, you, when you say that the requests for license conversions will be approved? What does that mean? Yes, a lot of fancy language to uh, to say actually that um, some adult use marijuana sales are likely to begin in Missouri tomorrow. Uh, probably an exciting day for a lot of Missouri voters um, who approved Amendment 3 back in November. Uh, ultimately, we had 60 days from the time that uh, the, the currently operating medical marijuana facilities uh would they would uh, request to convert their license to uh, be able to operate for both medical and adult use marijuana. So they submitted those requests and our department per amendment three has 60 days to approve those requests, which from the first day those applications are submitted, that brings us to Monday. Um, so we're, we're thankful to announce that we're able to begin actually uh, approving uh, many of those requests tomorrow already ahead of that, that constitutional deadline we're under. And, uh, and we expect uh, about 97% of the currently operating facilities uh, to end up uh, also offering adult use product for, for consumers 21 and over tomorrow. 90% of those applied on day one. Does it mean that those 90% could reasonably expect to get approval tomorrow then? Uh, yeah, I would I would expect that a, approximately 90% of our, our currently operating dispensaries have a, a very good chance of being approved tomorrow. 
Now, when you say that the, the facilities can begin selling to those over 21, if they've prepared their facilities, uh, does that mean, you know, security equipment? Does that mean separating medical from adult use? Uh, you know, the ability to check people's IDs? What, what do you mean when you talk about yeah. the facilities being ready? Yes, all, all of those things you just mentioned, it's important that they have uh, gotten to a place that they have read the program rules, not only the constitutional amendment language, but also the program rules that um, we have been kind of distributing over the last several uh, weeks and months. Um, so they they have to um, ensure that they have read those and and are operating under those guidelines. Uh, but ultimately, that's that's about where our authority ends as far as uh, them beginning to operate under this new authority. Now, people can't just go in and buy the whole store. What are the uh, the restrictions <laughs> or the the uh, limits on what people can purchase? It's a three-ounce possession limit for for adult-use consumers. And make sure to bring some cash. It's still a cash-only industry because it is a uh, still federally illegal. Um, banking is still uh, sort of an issue for this industry. Lisa Cox of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, thanks for the time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And let's take you live to Ferguson now and the Greenlight Dispensary. Owner Tom Bomarito joins us. Uh, do you expect, Tom, to be open for recreational sales tomorrow? We do. We do. Um, we hope we're in that 90%. We're, we're, we're definitely ready to go. We've uh, Obviously, I was listening earlier. Um, we're all prepared as far as, you know, uh, security, getting people checked in, all those things. We were thinking Monday, but we're happy to hear it's tomorrow. So that's great. Yeah, a few days early, uh, and we saw in Illinois, now there weren't. There was only one dispensary, I believe, to start in Illinois, but there were crowds. They had to have shuttle buses. What are you expecting? Any kind of a crush tomorrow? Um, I, I was expecting, you know, Monday to be a little bit more hyped up and have more time to talk about it. So I don't know how the how the information, but thanks to folks like you guys, the information will probably get out there pretty quick. But the difference between, I guess, Missouri and Illinois is this program was built over here to, you know, a much large on a much larger scale as far as you know outlets and things like that. So as a medical program, we had almost uh, 190 uh, uh, dispensaries get open. So where Illinois maybe had one at that time over in the area of like Sage or I think it was uh, Fairview Heights or whatever. Um, but now they have four over there. So um, obviously that's uh, uh, kind of lowered the pressure on them as far as, you know, having lines and buses and all that stuff. But I don't think it'll be a crazy thing. Um, it's exciting and I think it'll definitely increase our volume. But I think having 190 points of access for Missourians is much better than what Illinois offered the first time around. We're talking with the owner of Greenlight Dispensary in Ferguson, Tom Bomarito. How does the supply look in uh, in the St. Louis and in the Missouri side of the uh, the river, and how do the prices compare to Illinois? Yeah, um, you know, again, again, we have we not only have one location, we have uh, 17 across the state in St. Louis. We have the Chippewa location, we have Ferguson, and uh, our Berkeley location by the airport open right now. We also have a fourth one being built out over in Rock Hill, Missouri. But um, to answer your question, there's um, you, we also grow, so we have plenty of product. Um, we knew this was coming. We were not using our full canopy um, space during medical and we knew this was going to happen over the last 90 days so we have grown special just for this event so we've got product as far as pricing goes our taxes are much much less than illinois so i feel like um all the folks that didn't want to get a med card and still drove over to illinois just to 
because you know, they didn't want to be involved in that for some reason. Um, they'll be much happier shopping here in Missouri. And we also think we'll probably get a few Illinois shoppers back our way um, like they do for gas and cigarettes due to taxes. So, And our prices are better. And wrapping up uh, with Tom, just about 30 seconds left. But if somebody is, they haven't done it before and they're thinking, well, it's legal now, what's your advice for a novice walking into the store? You know, um, first, we have very friendly people. We're here to serve customers and ask questions. We call them bud tenders. Um, They're kind of like a bartender. They have all the answers for you. My suggestion is always start small. Um, You know, if you're a smoker, try one puff, not 15. Um, If you're an edible eater, try a half or a quarter and see how it affects you. And we kind of call that microdosing. And, you know, just try it and see how it goes. And, you know, just be at home in a safe place and enjoy it and see what happens. But, um, you know, there's some technology to it and there's advice to give and, you know, indicas and sativas and there's many choices. I know we're almost out of time, but I will say Missouri's done a great job of offering lots of products. We have an array of products from day, you know, almost from day one. We had, of course, you know, the flour, but we have edibles, cartridges, candy bars, Mm. tinctures, pills, you name it. Uh, concentrates. So there's there's a lot of things that um, we have in this market that probably Illinois didn't have when they first started. So it's it's good good news. Well, the phones are ringing. We can hear in the background Tom Bomarito of Greenlight Dispensary. Thank you so much for the time, and we'll be watching tomorrow to see how the start of sales begins. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. The STL All Local Podcast is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe on the Odyssey app.